All aboard the cam train. Hell, hello everyone, and welcome to Laser Focus presented by Guy Boston Sports. Before I go any further, let me welcome in my wonderful co-host for the first time this year, Faith. How are you? Good. Patriots starting off with a win. Yes. How do you feel? One and zero, and we have a lot to talk about about Cam Newton, the Patriots. And we will get to Tom Brady. Um, But before we get to the game, uh, I do want to talk about a couple of little things that came out on Sunday. So the first one was Tom Brady. uh, Sunday morning, trade rumors came out about Tom Brady potentially going to Chicago or even New Orleans if they were done with Drew Brees. Don't really know why those came out on Sunday. It's very clear that Schefter and Rappaport had had them all season, but they were asked not to talk about them pretty clearly that you didn't want to uh, ruffle the feathers of Drew Brees or yep. um, Mitchell Trubisky. Um, and we also knew earlier on that Tom Brady did probably want to go to San Francisco. Yeah, I'm just going to guess that his, you know, he wasn't in his mind wanting to go to Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And that's probably definitely the most not ideal situation he possibly could have gotten in so i'm assuming that these other places were ahead of those and obviously that didn't pan out the way he wanted yes and uh, another thing i just wanted to talk about is obviously the nfl did their social justice thing uh the patriots all stood for the national anthem the miami dolphins did not come out for the national anthem uh however they all wore uh you know slogans and racism black lives matter or they wore uh you know, I guess victims of police brutality, a lot wore Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, those type of people. But something I thought was pretty interesting was Bill Belichick put Fritz Pollard's name on his uh, visor. Or, and that was the first black coach, correct? Yes, first black NFL coach. Um, final thing before we get to the game. Faith, did you see Cam Newton's outfit? All yellow. The baby. yellow suit. Do you know why it was all yellow? He said he wanted to... Uh, replicate caution tape replicate caution tape and tony maserati said this on air i could not find it but let's go off his word he said that cam newton wanted it to be kind of an easter sunday theme because it was sort of like a resurrection for him and boy oh boy was it a resurrection patriots get the win 21 11 over miami at home week one faith so what did you think of the offense i was encouraged um you know, the receivers could use a little work. But a little. there was a couple good passing plays, and Cam Newton was obviously a very big factor in the game. It was nice to see him um, and the way that the offense is going to mold around him this year. The receivers could use a little work? Faith, a little work? Um, okay, I am a little more bearish on you. First of all, Cam Newton... Eight, uh, 15 for 19, 155 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He obviously rushed for two, uh, 15 carries for 75 yards. Anyway, first of all, the rushing Cam Newton 15 times a game is absolutely not sustainable. Well, no, but they wanted to come out. I, I don't like think that it's going to be an every week thing. But It can't be an every week working, thing. He's so on pace to beat Lamar stop? Jackson's single season rush attempts record by like 80 from last season. Well, what if he does? I don't think that's sustainable. It's not healthy and you've got to make a playoff run. Okay. So no. Um, however, I mean, for the first game, fine, but they've got to mix it up this week. Anyway, a uh, couple issues with the passing game. Uh, there were a few times where I felt like Cam Newton was going to get Julian Edelman killed. They were high. They were low passes. Um, Tom gave Julian Edelman passes two inches from the ground half the throws he threw to him, so I'm really not going to yes, worry about it. Yes, and we it. did talk about it, and Julian Edelman has had an injury history. He's also old. Okay. Do you want to talk about Nikhil Harry? I was 
extremely impressed and encouraged compared I wasn't. to last year's performance. You had one mistake, one fumble at the goal line. Do you think that's going to change how many catches or uh, targets he gets this week? Not at all. Probably not because Cam Newton seems to back him. However, when was the last time you saw a Patriots player fumble the ball out of the back of the end zone, which led to a touchback for the other team? I don't know, but he's currently our number one wide receiver if you look at the depth chart, so. Okay. Um, first of all, it's Julian Edelman. It's because you're looking at uh, the outs. You're looking at the, uh, you're looking at the uh, receiver list without the slot receiver. Anyway, it doesn't happen. Bill Belichick's players never fumble out of the back of the end zone. That is an egregious error. They have the same amount of receptions this year, and Edelman's getting old. Nikhil Harry's going to be very important. He's not going to be affected by that play at all. I hope he's not, but I'm just saying that is egregious. Um, Next up, we have Ryan Izzo's catch. Faith, it was fantastic. It was beautiful. Fantastic to see I'd a tight end. to see a tight end. Fantastic to see a tight end involved in the passing and game. And that was our longest pass of the game. Yes, that was Cam Newton's longest pass. Um... Actually, and I think that uh, and that was a twenty-five yard a play. By the way, yards after the catch, correct? Yes, I believe so. I believe he had like two or three. Um, yeah, good play. I mean, we don't have a lot to go off of with that Ryan Izzo. I still think he kind of sucks, but it's nice to see the uh, the tight ends get involved a little bit more. Um, so overall, the offense looked good. However, going to Seattle next week, which we'll talk about a little later, I think that you know this is. It's, it was kind of like a – it was a high school offense. At one point, I texted a friend of mine that it was a Lamar Jackson offense with champagne and caviar infused into it because that's what it felt like. But overall, for the first game without Tom Brady, um, I was pretty impressed. It's not something we're used to seeing uh, a quarterback rush that much. We're not, tight, we're not used to seeing that type of offense, so it was pretty cool to watch. However, the passing game does need to be improved. Absolutely. So on to the defense. Faith, you start with this one. The secondary, I thought, was really strong. They had a lot of pass breakups. They were playing great defense, but sometimes you have to be careful with the penalties, which we saw because Gilmore had two pass interferences and Brooks had a pass interference right by the end zone, which is tough. So, I mean, other than those penalties, which I'm sure Bill was not happy about, oh, yeah. as you can imagine, three pass interferences on defense is not acceptable. Unacceptable. But Especially when Gilmore gets two. <laughs> the secondary did play well. Um, the pass rush I thought was really good. I saw a lot of pressure from some guys that, you know, weren't as standout as they are now because we lost Kyle Van Noy, Jamie Collins, Landon Roberts, Dante Hightower opted out, but guys like Derek Rivers, Juwan Bentley, who's now a captain, Chase Winovich, I saw some really good stuff from them, so. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I was uh, pretty happy. I think our linebacking core is generally weak, I think. Again, when we talk about Seattle, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that linebacking core, but it was serviceable and probably more than serviceable. There was against, a sack or two, correct? Against Miami, there was one sack. Um, I believe there was one. Yes, there was one sack that Derek Rivers got. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, Faith, as you mentioned, Stefan Gilmore, two pass interference penalties. That is inexcusable for a number one uh, cornerback, defensive player of the year, and someone we just gave a lot more money. However, anyway, Faith, would you like to talk about the special teams? Because it just felt like all the kickers in the NFL just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. They all sucked. They all blew. Nick Folk missed his one field goal attempt, so he had no field goals, made three extra points, and somehow that is not even... though. That's actually 
that's decent in the <laughs> NFL this week. Cause it, it is. Trust me, if you watch that Monday Night Football game, we will get to Steven <laughs> Guskowski in a bit. I promise you, we will get to him in a bit. <laughs> and, uh... Second, with the special teams, Demir Bird. Oh, God. Uh, oh, God. Oh. I, was it a punt or a kick? Oh, it remember? was Cyrus Jones all over again. Um, it was the first It was the first punt of the season for Miami. Okay, for- yeah, so it was a punt return. Demir Bird fumbles. Thank goodness for J.C. Jackson, who recovered the ball. Just, but- it gives you Cyrus Jones vibes. It's just like, oh, God, get this guy off the field. And, and w- I'm glad that it wasn't just a embarrassing drop. Miami actually made a great play, bumping our own player into Demir Bird, causing him to miss the, the um, catch. But yeah. I just anyway those those types of uh, stupid errors, the Nikhil Harry fumble, the uh, Nick causes Fult- Julian Edelman, who is not in the best place to be doing these returns right now, to be out on the field for them. Yeah, I believe they also had JJ Taylor, who I liked, but he's five six or listed as five six. He's really five five. We need we need Olcheski. Anyway, very yes, we do need Gunnar Olcheski. Anyway, uh, some pretty uncharacteristic errors from a uh, Bill Belichick coach team. However, they're all young. They had no preseason, um, and they really haven't had mini camp. So, and you saw a lot of like rusty plays like this from most. No. Okay. You were talking for a while. There's nothing more important to say anyways. Anyway. Uh, um, I didn't even say my point. Go. Okay. <laughs> you saw a lot of these plays that are just not smart and embarrassing for a lot of teams. And I think it's just because you were out of practice for so long. You didn't play the game of football for so long. You had no preseason. This was their first time being on the field in a real game situation in months and months and months. So... Some people since December of last year, which mm-hmm. is incredible. And I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt on Nikhil Harry, but I'm only willing to give you the benefit of the doubt on Nikhil Harry through September. Uh, once we get into once we get into uh, Halloween and once we start seeing, um, you know, Halloween spider webs, all that crap on people's houses, Nikhil Harry needs to be a functioning receiver. Okay, so Faith, final thoughts. Um, I thought JJ Taylor, who's an undrafted rookie that made the team this year for the first. time, for the, it was the seventeenth straight 17th year. Seventeenth consecutive year. I knew there was like no, some no. crazy number. Seventeenth straight year that an undrafted rookie has made the Patriots. That's what I was saying. Okay. That's what I, yeah. And anyway. JJ Taylor, by the way, is five six. He is shorter than uh, Julian Edelman by four inches. And he does a great job. And two inches shorter than um, who was the guy? Who's the guy in Tennessee? Derrick Henry? No, the short guy. Deion Lewis in Tennessee. Oh. Two inches shorter than Deion Lewis. Okay, well, J.J. Taylor, undrafted rookie, our 17th consecutive undrafted rookie to make our 53-man roster, and he was an amazing running back. Um, I don't know exactly how many carries he had. It's He had a reception, too, but he had four rushes. Oh, okay, he had four rushes, 28 yards, which is not bad at all, and he was great at actually taking the ball right down the middle because I think of his I think just because of his size but he was very encouraging the watch and I think that he could make an impact this year um I am all in on cam I am so excited if we get the win against Seattle this week I am on the cam hype that's a big if Faith, I'm a little more bearish on Cam Newton. I think he looked really good. However, remember, it's the Miami Dolphins. And at a certain point late in the game, you were up 14 to 11. So this was a losable game. Let me finish. I am encouraged with what I saw with Cam Newton. I'm happy with what I saw. However, if they go get the doors blown off them at Seattle, I don't know that I'll be totally shocked. Even if they lose, I'm not going to be. Seattle's a great team. So, like, anyways. Seattle is good. My point is. 
I'm saying all these players are rusty because there's, they've been away from the game of football so long. Cam's been away from it for longer than them, and he looked amazing. So imagine what he can look like in two, three, four, five weeks from now. Two, eight weeks from now. Hey, if he can throw, if he can throw, the Patriots have a team here. And he was throwing some great passes. Uh, yeah, game. he was. But actually, he hit. He even he threw a beautiful pass to Edelman right in the chest, right in his hands, and Edelman dropped yeah, it. Yeah, there so, was. Yeah. Um. Again, growing pains. And I liked the play calling by McDaniel's. He kept some of the stuff that we do well, and he incorporated things that Cam does that can that worked really well. I didn't like the play calling in like the second quarter, but the end of the game, closing out the game, keeping the offense going, using up the clock, I thought that McDaniels did a great job. Yeah, as we mentioned, it was uh, it was a way, way, way more simple offense than uh, than the way that they ran it with Tom Brady. A lot more rushing, but yeah, Josh McDaniels, by all accounts, uh, he he knows what's going on, and I I have no problems with his play calling. And um, um, Cam Newton in his press conference after actually said. The communication between him and McDaniels on the sideline was unbelievable. Look how nice it is to get along with your offensive coordinator when you just try a little bit. I know, when you're actually willing to look at the tablet. Uh, that's, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, Faith, give us your three key players from number three to number one. Okay, so number three, I did J.C. Jackson. Uh, he had that interception in the end zone to close out the game. Not that Miami really had a big chance. Not that Miami really had a big chance, but... Um, it was obviously just nice to see him get that interception, close out the game. He was really good in coverage during the game, and I thought he was a big key player on our defense. I wouldn't say I could have done another offensive player for my three, but I just thought the defense held them to 11 points. They deserved to get a player yeah. up there. So. Um, you know, we, we didn't really talk about Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick was the quarterback, um, but I just want to say I'm a huge Tua fan, so maybe next time the Patriots play Miami, uh, maybe the defense will get a little bit more of a test because, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he is a backup quarterback. and He's also a great player. We though. need to see, I want to see Tua Tagovailoa because I have high expectations for him. Anyway, my number three is J.J. Taylor. As we've talked about him a lot, undrafted rookie. I love to see it. 5'6", I think he can do a lot for this team as long as we don't get him killed because, again, he's 5'6", should not be returning punts, and probably his usage needs to be severely monitored. Anyway, Faith, give us your number two. My number two is actually Sony Michelle. Hmm. Not that he was, you know, amazing. 10 rushes, 37 yards. Um, He had a touchdown. The reason I put him at number two is because last year was... So, so bad for him. I was losing hope that he would even be effective in our offense. But I saw so much improvement from last year in that game. If he can keep that up and run the ball effectively, I think he's going to be very important to the offense this year. Yeah, I mean, I thought Sonny Michelle was fine. Not great. Didn't suck. Um, I just, I can't put him on my list because he's never going to justify taking him in the first round to me. That'll, that, unless, unless he turns into like... Right now he's looking like our number one back and I, I saw improvement, so I'm excited about it. I still, I still have trouble justifying that as a first round pick. Anyway, my number two, Julian Edelman, solid as ever, um, you know, had a, had a minor little error, um, but you know, had a 23 yard rush, five receptions, 57 yards on seven targets. Um, Nikhil Harry had the same amount of receptions. Julian Edelman had one more target, uh, and, you know, 57 yards, whereas Nikhil Harry had 39. So Julian Edelman, solid as ever with a new quarterback. And, you know, 
you know, um, Julian Edelman obviously getting along with Cam Newton. Yeah. Faith. And so we actually oh. share our number one. Yes. Three, two, one. I'm sure you guessed it. Cam, Cam Newton. Newton. <laughs> you go first as to why you picked him. It's hard to come to the New England Patriots after we just had Tom Brady for more than 20 years. Mm-hmm. And well, around 20 years. Around 20 years. And play like that with a very young team. I think we have one of the youngest teams in the league. Not yes. the youngest. And but our one receiving of. core is not all there either. And he made it look good. He made it look easy, which is not something that I expected. I thought, like, to see a bit of a more challenge. And he hasn't been working with them for that long. He got signed in, what, June? Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was awesome that he came out there, had confidence in himself, had confidence with, with the team and the young guys, which is refreshing since we haven't seen our quarterback be that supportive with these young guys in yes. quite some time. As we mentioned, though, he wore yellow as the Easter Sunday resurrection theme, and oh boy, was it a resurrection, because would you have expected to see that if he was still in Carolina? Now, granted, Josh McDaniels, arguably the best offensive coordinator in the league. And Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, more of a defensive-minded coach, but the greatest coach ever. Um, so we didn't, I didn't expect Cam Newton to suck, but he, uh, you know, he put the team on his back. I really liked the way that he sounded after the game. Me too. Um, with the exception of after the game, he got into an altercation because they tried to rip his chains off. Like, Cam, just get off the field. We don't need to deal with this. Just Bill get off, was, just Bill, get off the field. Bill joked about it, so no one had a problem with it. That gives me... I have a problem with it because what if he, what if he lost his temper and punched someone in the face? Okay, I don't, wouldn't. I don't want to see that. But yes... Cam Newton, absolutely number one. Rex Burkhead was holding him back. <laughs> yes. Uh, Faith, now we added a new segment uh, called Sucked. Do you want to go through your players that sucked first? Jacoby Myers. I don't even remember him being on the field. I'm sure he had to have been for a snap because we have barely any receivers, but he didn't do a damn thing. So. Uh, yeah, he, he uh, did not catch a ball. I, I don't know if he was actually on the field. He I, had to have been. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. But And, and then Demir Bird because he had the fumble. Um, on the punt return, and then I did not like how he looked um, as a receiver. He couldn't get open, couldn't get separation. And... Yeah, he might be worse than Akil Harry. <laughs> um, anyway, Faith, I completely second the Jameer Bird. I have Jameer Bird on my list. I would have put Jacoby Myers on my list, except he was in none of the stats that I looked at, so Jacoby Myers was left off my list because I didn't even think of him as even being on the team anymore. However, yeah, he sucked. Uh, our receiving core certainly needs some work. Number two on my list is Nick Folk. Nick, what the hell? You mi- you're missing field goals? Again, everyone missed field goals. It's week one, but again, your one field goal opportunity you missed. He made his three extra points. Third and final on my list, Stefan Gilmore. Uh, Stefan, you I are the... I hope that's solely because of the penalties, because he still played good defense. You are the... You were the defensive player of the year last year, the Patriots, and you and your teammates make sure to mention that on social media constantly. The Patriots gave you a raise, and you go out, and you commit two pass interferences, the first of which was absolutely egregious. That is inexcusable. That's inexcusable, Stefan. In a big game, you can't be doing that. Um, and obviously, Nikhil Harry with that awful, awful fumble out of the end zone, which, again, I can't think of another time a Patriot has ever fumbled out of the end zone. I can't think of it. 
So it's unacceptable. Anyway, Faith, let's get on to rating Brian Flores' coaching. Now, if you'll remember from last season, it's on a 0 to 10 scale. A 0 would be former Browns head coach Freddie Kitchens, and a 10 is Bill Belichick. So what did you rate Brian Flores, who, remember, was the de facto Patriots defensive coordinator in 2018 when they won a Super I gave him a seven and a half. Um, I don't think he was terrible. Obviously, they only scored 11 points, but they uh, were drawing penalties. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick was, I mean, they had an effective offense, so you just weren't scoring. Um, their defense wasn't horrible. Obviously, we were the better team, I think, but I don't think that it was necessarily um, Flores' fault for any of the really bad plays that they had. But, yeah. um, and I thought that they did a good job in the draft this year, so that's also why I gave them a good score. <laughs> yeah, I gave them a seven. Um, here's my thing. It was the first game of the year. It's pretty hard to tell how he is as a coach. Um, but going off of what he did here, going off of what he did to us last season in Week 17, which if you want to go back and listen to that episode, it was pretty pretty negative, um, led to the Patriots having to play Wild Card Weekend. It's okay, though. It's okay. We're done with that. Um, but again, Brian Flores, team's not committing tons of errors. Again, Ryan Fitzpatrick is your quarterback. That team is in pretty much full rebuild mode. They suck, but they have two attack of Iloa. I'm not seeing any super egregious errors, um, by that team. And really when you're in like rebuild mode, you're playing Bill Belichick. Again, that's really all you can ask for. So I thought, I think seven's pretty solid. I don't, I don't know how we rated Andy Reid last year, but I'm pretty sure we gave like Andy Reid an eight or a nine. I'm yeah. pretty sure Sean McVay may have gotten an eight. Uh, no, not Sean McVay. Um, who, who, the, whoever, whoever's the coach in Buffalo. Um, pretty, Sean so, McDermott. Sean McDermott. So, yeah, that, I mean, seven is, seven is pretty competitive, especially when you consider. Can we just talk about how Buffalo absolutely killed the, the Jets? We'll talk about it okay. because most of those, most of those are just um, other points. Anyway, Faith, there was another quarterback we kept a close eye on. This is Tom. Sorry. This, this is, my happy is Tom Brady watch. So, Bucks at Saints. Bucks lose 34-23. Faith, you're obviously very happy that Tom Brady, the savior, the god of New England, the man who brought us six Super Bowls, you want to see him suck now? Do you miss us yet, Tom? I fervently disagree with the wanting Tom Brady to suck. It's not good for the league. You and left. Goodbye. The, do you regret it now? The man brought us six Super Bowls. I'd like to see him do well. Do you think that Bruce Arians was going to be like Bill Belichick? You were not going to do this alone. Look what happened. You thought it was Winston? No. Okay, can, nope. we, can we talk about the game and then we'll talk about Bruce Arians' fate? Oh, my God. Okay. Um, Two picks. One was a pick six. Music to my ears. Yeah, it was. It, he got it, sacked. Oh my god! It was. It was a pretty, pretty. Uh, it was. A, it was not a great outing. Let's just say that. I loved it. Um, however, Faith, did you really expect them to beat New Orleans? I mean, New Orleans is a good team. They are the. Um, they are the former. They 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 won that division last year. Did you really expect them to go into uh, Mercedes Benz Superdome and win? People thought they were going to. Yes. Okay. I mean. Tom Brady still putting up 23 points. Uh, how'd you like that rushing touchdown on the first drive for Tom Brady, though? Eh, good for him. You lost the game. You had a pick you six. You are so bitter. You had a sack. You are so, so bitter. I'm not bitter. I'm happy. I love this. Keep oh, losing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If they lose this week to Carolina and Teddy Bridgewater. 
Ooh. Oh, yeah. We need to talk about that. Tom Brady uh, took three sacks, by the way. Um, but, I mean, Tom Brady, 23 for 36, which is pretty bad. 239 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, as Faith mentioned. Uh, he rushed three times for nine yards with an average of three yards per carry, which is actually pretty good. Um, now, given the fact that, and I'm reading this in order of receiving yards, they had Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, O.J. Howard, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, Rob Gronkowski, Justin Watson, who I've never heard of, LaShawn McCoy, Mike Evans, and Cam Braith. Holy crap. That team is stacked. However, you know what? It's kind of a, a hodgepodge of players from around the league, so maybe it's going to take them a little time to get going. And just quickly to add in that Rob Gronkowski was not yeah. good at all. Rob Gronkowski, uh, two receptions, 11 yards on three targets. So, yeah. Um but keep your eyes on Scotty Miller. You you may want to keep an eye on him for fantasy football because he is Tom Brady's new Wes Welker, Julian Edelman-ish project. However, uh, Faith, do you want to talk a little bit about Bruce Arians? Because I thought that that was a bit strange this week. Guess what? Tom Brady has no nothing in Tampa Bay. He has everything to prove. He hasn't won them a thing, so I don't feel bad for him at all, and I think Bruce Arians has every right to criticize him. We're very pessimistic. Anyway, um, Faith, if you don't know what Faith is talking about, Bruce Arians, after the game, uh, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but talked about how it was Tom Brady and uh, who did he and um, who did he throw that pass to? Uh, Mike Evans was, I believe, the first pick. Um, and Bruce Arians went and basically blamed Mike Evans and um, Tom Brady for it. They seem to be getting along okay, publicly at least. They're still saying they are. However, if they go, they're going to, uh, they host Carolina this week. They are nine and a half point favorites, and I will take Tampa Bay on the money line, not with the spread. Um, in fact, I'm betting that game later today. I, I think that they have to win, Faith. If they lose this game, if they start out 0-2, oh my dear God, the national sports media is all going to touch down in Tampa and wonder what the F is going on. Yeah. Um, well, can't wait for it to happen. Again, I, I want to see Tom Brady do well. I think it's good for the league. I don't even want to hear you say that. I'm still a Tom Brady fan. He won a six Super Bowls. If you want to leave, you're allowed to leave. Now, let's go around the league. Oh, anyway, why don't, Faith, why don't you give us your uh, your your uh, game pick for Bucks-Panthers without the spread? Panthers. You picking the Panthers? Okay, that's that's bold. The Panthers absolutely blow. What are you talking about? They have Christian McCaffrey. Teddy Bridgewater's not bad. They have DJ Moore. They have another good receiver. Okay, I'm taking the Bucks. Anyway, let's go around the NFL. Okay, start of week one. Texans at Chiefs. Chiefs finally win a Super Bowl. And you know what? You raised the banner in an empty stadium on Thursday Night Football. It was not empty. They had a lot of fans, actually. Oh, right. They got booed. Um, Anyways. Um, yeah. Chiefs haven't changed. Maybe even gotten better. Pretty so. pretty generic. Texans at Chiefs game. Chiefs win that game 34-20. Um, Mahomes I, looks just as good. I was a little surprised that the Texans could not put up a fight. But again, they're coached by uh, Bill O'Brien. So what the hell? <laughs> 
Seahawks at Falcons. Seahawks win that 38-25. Falcons suck. Did you really expect the Seahawks to lose that game? And Russell Wilson looks fabulous as ever. Falcons have fallen off a a far, far cliff the past few years, and it's very sad to watch. Yes. Um. Yeah, Seahawks are incredible. They're they're due for a very good season very soon, and this might be it. Yes. Uh, speaking of hard to watch, Browns at Ravens. Ravens win that game thirty eight to six. I'm sorry, um, that is bad. Yeah, that's pretty pretty terrible. Um, um, is the there any of- faith in Kevin Stefanski, who's their new head coach, or Baker Mayfield? Well, yes, because while we're talking, this is um, the weekend. We had a Thursday night football game. That the Browns actually won, yes. and I think they played really well. We'll talk well. more about that next weekend, but yeah. We can talk about that now. It was we a can. Thursday night game. Anyway, in that game, that's the best I've ever seen Baker Mayfield look. Okay. So. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised that the Ravens put that many points up on the Browns. I mean, I thought the Browns' defense was pretty good. Okay, and let's continue on to the bleep show that continues to be the AFC East because just because Tom Brady's gone does not make everyone competitive or good. Jets at Bills. Jets lose that game 27-17, and those 17 points, the majority of them came in garbage time. So Bills clearly the biggest opposition to the Patriots winning the AFC East this year. It's not close, and the Jets and Miami suck. Adam Gase is a joke. That's one of the worst hires. He ruined Sam Darnold. He's a the bum. Jets have Bring no back Todd hope. Bowles. He's a bum. The Bring Jets back have Todd no Bowles. No hope. No hope for the Jets. They really don't. How bad do you feel for Sam Darnold? Josh Allen actually played excellent. Sam by Darnold, the, way. the quarterback of, of one of the marquee the franchises in the NFL. I mean, really, the number two team in New York. Um, but I mean, playing in New York week in week out, you are you're in the biggest media market in America, and you just. Oh, my God. The criticism that kid must face. Raiders at Panthers. Raiders win that 34-30. I thought... What? Did they? Pretty sure they did. They Let me make sure. One sec. We're calling a quick... Oh, they quick, did. Quick audible here. Oh, uh, yes, okay. Faith, you, you questioned that, that uh, game. Well, but it was a very close game. It, was, actually... it, it was close, but uh, John Gruden goes to Carolina and gets a win. I have Henry Ruggs on my fantasy team. I was uh, I was pretty impressed with the way that team looked. He went out with an injury, but I think he's fine. Yes. Okay. I believe he is playing today. i got to go okay. finalize my fantasy roster. <laughs> okay, next up, Bears at Lions. Oh, God, that's a terrible game. Uh, 27-23, Bears win that. So well, Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky, I guess, is... Uh... Is uh has a lot to prove, so Mitch I guess Trubisky. he's gonna go for it. Three plus pass tight ends. Tight ends. I'm sorry, touchdown. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously it's early. The Bears' defense is good. I have them in a fantasy league, but I don't expect the Bears or the Lions to do anything of significance. Colts at Jaguars, and um, yeah, remember. Philip Rivers is the Colts quarterback now. Yeah, the Colts were looking really good to start the game off, but Gardner Minshew is just continuing with his amazing play for, I believe, a six-round pick. I believe he is sixth, and then you have uh, Philip Rivers, who is just a middling quarterback for every single... The Colts were playing really well, and I think, like, and the second quarter, maybe even the third quarter, that the Jaguars just you know turned it on. And yeah, games, if you're so. Philip Rivers, though, you you've got it. that's that's what you're paid to do. You've you've got to go pull those games out. Yeah, I okay. Had Hilton on my fantasy team, it did not go well. Packers at Vikings. Packers win that game in Minnesota, which probably wouldn't have happened if we had fans. Anyway, um, 
Packers at Vikings. Packers win that 43-34. Faith, was defense played? Yes, but... um, That was a track meet. Those offenses are both very strong. They're Both of them have decent defenses, really. But they also both have... I mean, Kirk Cousins, I think, is underrated. No one agrees with me, but Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins can both throw the ball... They have um, the Packers have Aaron Jones. The Vikings have Dalvin Cook. They have the Vikings have Adam Thielen. The Packers have Devonte Adams. They have some stacked teams that can put up a lot of points. Yeah. So no, I was I was I mean I was impressed with the way the Packers looked. Really um, a great football game to watch though. Yeah. Now uh, speaking of great football games that you probably want to burn your eyes out over watching, <laughs> Eagles. At the football team. Now, Faith, we didn't really get a chance to talk about this, but the Washington, formerly the Washington Redskins, changed their name, and they couldn't pick a new football name. I mean, they couldn't pick a new name, so they are now known as the Washington football team. Dwayne Haskins no, pulled no, no, out no. the win. I, I have another thing. I'm sorry. I, just um, I want it on record that my official recommendation to Washington is to rename themselves the Washington Bureaucrats. You can you can get, like, a, uh, you know, a guy in a suit, a briefcase that looks like a federal employee. I think it'll be fun. It's anyway... Bad. Until that happens, they are they are known as the Washington, which is their city, and their team name is the football team. Not the, it's just Eagles at football team. Okay. However, they somehow won this game. Now, Faith, I checked in on this game, not excited to watch it, figured they would suck. Eagles are up 17-0 at halftime, I believe. And the then Eagles they blew a 17-point lead. And... Um, Doug Peterson is a bum. I'll say it until no, I'm blue in the face. No, I'll say it until you lower no, me into the ground. No, Doug Peterson is no, a bum. Don't blame it on the coach. Blame it on the players. Doug There's Peterson enough blame is to a go good around. coach. The Eagles are ugh, it's a horrible team. But also, Washington shouldn't be bad. They have Terry McLaurin. Dwayne Haskins was a first-round first round pick. Yep. And... um. They just actually. Dwayne Haskins was a high first round pick. Yeah, no, he was. I think he. Yeah. He may have been um, first. Overall? I think so. No, no, no. Okay. Anyway, he was in the top five, regardless. Um, But, uh, yeah. So, Dwayne Haskins played really well. They they got. Who'd they get this year? Chase something. Chase Chase, Daniel. Chase Chase Daniel. Daniel, yes. And he. The Eagles offensive line. (laughs) I am. Terrified for Carson Wentz. I believe he was sacked eight times. He's gonna be dead by week four. Now you know I I, uh, I love to see the Eagles lose, but even even this was this was sad. I mean this is this was depressing to watch. Um, however, moving on, Chargers at Bengals. Joe Burrow making his debut as the Bengals quarterback. He's looking great, by the way, up to this point. Yeah, he does look good. If they had a kicker, they would have won that game. Or at least had a chance to. They would have tied the game. Yes. Joe Burrow leads the team down the field, just seconds to go. Field goal position. It was no no more than a forty yarder at the most. It was less than that. It, it was. Had it to was. Have been. It was bad. It was re- so. And the kicker misses the kick. Anyway, yeah. Char- the kickers in the NFL. It's it's embarrassing for the NFL. We right haven't now. even gotten to the worst of it, Faith. Um, <laughs> Chargers at Bengals. So anyway, the Chargers won that game, sixteen thirteen. Um, I thought that, you know, obviously Joe Burrow is the talk of the town, talk of the game. I thought that Tyrod Taylor looked 
more than solid as the Chargers quarterback. Yeah, now, granted, absolutely. granted, he's got an unbelievable secondary. He has weapons on offense, which Joe Burrow doesn't have that good of weapons. He and should. AJ Green and Tyler Boyd. He has JJ Gre- uh, AJ Green, and also it's worth mentioning that Joe Mixon fumbled the ball in the fourth quarter, which you know again. If you're a rookie quarterback, Joe Mixon is such a bum. You He's need never a bit of a that. margin of error. Um, so, you know, we'll see. However, you know. The next one's my favorite. It's looking good. Okay, Faith, do you want to tell us why the next one's your favorite? And do you want to go over I that hate game? Jimmy G. Oh okay, God. as Faith mentioned, Cardinals at 49ers. Cardinals win that 24 20. Now, I don't know if we talked about this, but DeAndre Hopkins, arguably the best receiver in the league, is now an, a weapon for Kyler Murray. But Faith, give us your thoughts on this game. Kyler Murray, I think, is an amazing quarterback. I think that Arizona had a great decision taking him and getting rid of Josh Rosen. Beautiful, beautiful planning by that team. Um, they have a good You're the coach. only person I've ever heard say anything positive about the Arizona Cardinals. Oh my goodness. Formerly coached year. by Bruce they Arians. They have DeAndre Hopkins. They have um, Larry Fitzgerald. They have Kyler Murray. They have Kenyon Drake as a running back now. They have a good team. They do. I still, I am still pretty shocked that the 49ers lost that game. Um, and I still expect the 49ers to come back and, you know, have a good season. Maybe they don't win that division. That is the most competitive division in football. Okay, up next, we have Cowboys at Rams, which was Sunday night football. Rams win that 2017. Yeah. Good, good, so. solid game. I think can't I picked the Cowboys. Can't blame it on the coaching anymore, Cowboys. I think I picked, uh, I think I picked the Cowboys, but keep in mind, this was Mike McCarthy's coaching debut with the Cowboys. Not an easy game. You got to go to L.A. Uh, I still expect both teams to have good years, potentially both teams to win their divisions, and uh, you know, keep in mind it's week one. Okay, Steelers at Giants. Ben Roethlisberger's comeback, right? Yes. Uh, Steelers win that game 26-16, and uh, yeah, that's, I don't have much to say on that. Yeah, Daniel Jones. Okay, and- okay, up next. Oh. Titans at Broncos. Titans oh, win wait, that- can we actually go back to that game? Which game? James Conner, I think, had an injury and oh, yeah. barely James, played. Yes. And Saquon Barkley wasn't good either. Saquon Barkley was okay. I had both of them in fantasy. Saquon Barkley did much better than okay. uh, James Conner. I believe right. James Conner did get hurt. All right, let's continue. <laughs> Titans at Broncos. Okay, Titans win. And this was the second Monday Night Football Ooh. game. Doubleheader on week one, always on ESPN. Titans at Broncos. Titans win that game 16-14. Somehow, by the grace of... Our dear Lord and Savior, Tom Brady, <laughs> won that game because Faith. Now, we could talk about Ryan Tannehill. We could talk Tom about... Tom Brady won that game? I just said by the grace of our dear Lord and Savior, Tom Brady. It was a joke. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But Get a sense of humor. He's not... Anyway, anyway, okay. okay. We could talk about the coaching... We could talk about the Broncos. We could talk about the air quality in Denver. We could talk about Ryan Tannehill. We could even talk about Derrick Henry. Or we could talk about the fact that Bill basically sent Goskowski to the tight air. But uh, yes, I want to talk about Steven Guskowski because Steven Guskowski missed three field goals and an extra point. Now, Faith, one of those extra... Oh, but he made the winning field goal, didn't he? One of those, one of those extra points... I mean, one of those field goals was blocked, however... You missed three kicks. 
plus one was blocked. And they were from close to, and they weren't even, uh, they weren't even, they were not even near. He missed to the left and to the right. Ugh. I mean, you missed both ways. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, my God. I mean, just, we, we've dealt with it for so many years, but I have, I, this, this was the kicking, kicking performance that we've been talking about. And we, there are certainly other kicks that were missed that we didn't even get to or talk about. These kickers all suck. They're all mental cases, but oh my God, Stephen Guskowski's performance in prime time. How did they win that game? Oh, because he's a hero and made the last kick. Yes, yeah, right? Stephen Guskowski. They won. They won sixteen fourteen. Stephen Guskowski made the game winning field goal, which I believe was his first made kick of the game, besides the extra points. <laughs> Oh, oh, it was just, oh boy. As a Patriots fan who, again, we can blame him for the reason that we had to go for two in the Super Bowl against Atlanta. You can blame him for the 2015 AFC Championship loss in Denver. Um, Am I surprised? No, he's never been good for the past five years. He couldn't make a kick in the Super Bowl in the most important time. He's one of the worst clutch kickers in the league he's actually statistically one of the best but yes he's made some severe errors anyway we could do a full one of the best clutch kickers he couldn't make a kick in any super i'm just Bowl telling you statistics statistically he's in been the pretty... regular season not I... in the, not in the super Bowl. anyway faith we could do a full podcast on steven guskowski as a kicker what we think of him and the data however we're gonna leave it at that steven guskowski oh my god and, oh, um, my dear God. And let's just quickly, yes. before we wrap this up, make our picks. Patriots at Seahawks this week. Yes. I'm going to pick Patriots just because I want them to win. I'm like eh, 60% confident in it. It's a very hard game. Seattle's very good. Okay. If we play to our ceiling, we can win. I don't know if we're going to reach our ceiling tonight, though. Now, I should probably mention that the uh, the Seahawks are favored in this game by four and a half points. That is the first time that is the first time in five years with the barring one time with Tom Brady as quarterback. There are obviously other games where Tom Brady didn't play uh, that the Patriots are not favored. They are on the road at Seattle. Seattle's a good team. Uh, regardless of the spread, I'm taking the Patriots. I'm taking Seattle. Uh, you know, straight up, I'll take Seattle. Here's why. I don't think our linebackers can stop Russell Wilson. I have concerns about our secondary being able to cover the receivers. I think Pete Carroll is a mediocre coach, but surrounded by great talent. So I'll take the Seahawks. But Faith, if they win this game, oh, oh, the league is the league is going to be trembling in their boots over Bill Belichick and Cam Newton, and the dynasty is not dead, and you... You will see a lot of people get back on the hype train. Oh, of course. Of course. Okay, so we're going to leave it there for today. But uh, we Thank will you s- for listening, everybody. We will see you next week. Remember, Patriots at Seahawks. Sunday night football. Have a good week, everybody. <laughs>